Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Friday, June the 11th. I'm Richard Woolley, editor in Reorg's London office, and today I'm going to be speaking to my fellow editor Robert Schack about British car manufacturer McLaren, and senior reporter Aurelia Seidelhofer about German gaming company Lowenplay. Sources have told us that McLaren is close to delivering on a planned refinancing of its bond debt and the bridge loan that was inserted as equity into the holding company last year. We've learned that Having completed an £85 million tender offer for its bonds, McLaren plans to issue new OPCO notes and Holdco pick notes, or fresh equity, that will boost cash and delever the group at operating level. Rob, can you give us some background on the refinancing, please? Hi, Richard. Glad to. After McLaren suffered from a severe liquidity squeeze last year brought on by the pandemic, it was given a £150 million loan from the National Bank of Bahrain, which is an affiliate of its sponsor, Mumtala Khat. It regards the loan as part of a three-stage plan to address its capital structure. The next stage of the plan is for the company to raise equity and repay the bridge loan before the final stage of its plan, which involves refinancing the revolving credit facility and the senior secured notes, which are due in 2022. Okay, and what do we expect to happen in the short term here? Given that the bridge loan matures at the end of this month, We suspect that the group will come to the primary market within the next few weeks. Management said on its first quarter investor call that it would enter the second half of the year on a much firmer financial footing, and it was close to confirming plans for its new capital structure. In order to refinance the existing debt and the bridge loan, we believe the group will need to raise at least £820 million of new capital. Although we expect the group will likely raise in the region of £1 billion, in order to provide a reasonable liquidity buffer to counter cash burn, which we estimate will continue in 2021. And what's management's longer-term strategy then? Management expects the company to become cash generative again in 2022. The group has separated its loss-making racing business, which has secured sufficient funding from an outside investor to operate until the end of 2023, and now sits outside of the McLaren restricted group. The company has also completed the development of its new hybrid platform, which means that CapEx will come down. The holders of the OPCO bonds are all but certain to roll, but the potential stumbling block is raising the Holdco funding component. Goldman's was brought on board as one of the advisors on the refi, which suggests that the owners are looking to bring in fresh equity, and failing that will look to raise additional funding via Holdco instrument. The structure shares a lot of similarity with rival British sports car mark Aston Martin, which refinanced in October last year with the first lien, second lien and equity package. The second lien piece came with a 15% coupon, but has traded up since and now yields just over 12%. Sources said that McLaren's management has been sounding bullish over the refi prospects and that the value of the company should easily underpin any additional Holco capital raising. As sales ramp up, McLaren's automotive business should be able to get back to generating well over £200 million of EBITDA. Niche premium sports car makers should easily achieve a 10 times plus EBITDA valuation, while McLaren also benefits from its fleet of heritage cars, which reportedly include one of the cars with which Brazilian Formula One legend Arten Senna won a Grand Prix. That suggests at least 2.2 billion of asset coverage. Over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of interest in German gaming company Lowenplay. We've spoken to market participants about the company's bond maturity in 2022, and what Loan Play and its sponsor Ardian might be planning to address this. The company told investors recently that it is considering refinancing options, but does not yet have a specific timetable. 
Aurelia, can you tell us a bit more about what the company does and why there may be some difficulties in refinancing the bond? Hi, Richard. Yes, sure. So Löwenplay operates about 400 gaming arcades, mostly in Germany, but there are also some in the Netherlands. In these arcades, customers can play various games on machines. I'm sure a lot of you have seen these rows of machines in casinos somewhere, and some of you may know some of the games. They are a bit similar to what you can play on mobile phones, only that you play with money, of course. As you can imagine, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, many of these gaming arcades had to be closed, and most sites have only started to reopen in the last few days in Germany. So this had a very negative impact on Löwenplay's earnings. The company reported a 35% revenue decline for the full year 2020 compared with a year earlier and reported EBITDA more than halved to about 55 million in the same time period. Well, plenty of companies have reported poor earnings because of COVID and still managed to refinance though. And um, loan play does generate quite a lot of cash when the arcades are open. So is there something specific going on here that might make refinancing ahead of the maturity more tricky? Yes, so there are several factors in addition to COVID-19 that also play a role. First, over the last few years, the company had to adapt to more stringent regulation. Some parts of the regulation, like certain amendments to the machines, were already clear when the bond was issued. But the big change about to be implemented now is the so-called interstate treaty. Although there is a national treaty in Germany, the regulation is actually implemented on the federal level, so all of the states have done a slightly different interpretation of the guidelines. The main issue is that under these new rules, Löwenplay will most likely see a reduction in machines, from about 8,350 now to about 6,100 in 2022, and a reduction in arcade sites from about 420 now to about 317 in 2022. It is important to say at this point that the company could compensate some of these lost machines and sites with M&A, and also that the company's previous experience with the reduction in machines has shown that if you lose about 50% of machines, this translates into a 25% drop in revenue. The visibility for the numbers is fairly good, but there could still be some changes as not all of the states have signed the final legal text into law yet. Additionally, there could be some legal disputes with competitors because one of the new rules is a minimum distance requirement between arcades. So obviously there will be conflicts about which arcade has to shut down in those cases. Was the company able to compensate for some of the lost revenue due to arcades being shut with, with this e-commerce offering during COVID? And, uh, you know, could this compensate for the loss of machines as well? Well, it has been a bit difficult in that regard because online gaming was not really allowed until very recently in Germany. However, there has always been a bit of a grey area with some companies based somewhere else in Europe offering online gaming for German customers citing EU rules. So with the new interstate treaty, online gaming will be allowed, subject to some restrictions, of course. At the moment, Play can offer online games because of uh, standstill resolution, which tolerates this until the proper licenses can be granted. So, of course, there are some questions about how fast Play can increase its e-commerce revenue, which is relatively small at the moment, and if its brand is strong enough to lure in new customers. 
in any case, most investors expect this to take a while. So a lot of uncertainty still about um, future earnings potential, and, and I guess that has a knock-on effect for bond issuance. What do we know about the refinancing discussions so far? Well, as you mentioned a bit earlier, the company said it is considering refinancing options. So Rothschild and Latham are working with the company on the refinancing. Although, of course, if earnings do not improve as much as hoped in the second part of the year or something else happens, the company could also explore other options like an amend and extend solution, for example. Some bondholders have had some initial talks with legal and financial advisors just to get a better picture of what could happen, but no bondholder group is forming imminently. At this point, it is a bit early for a bondholder group to form, as we don't know whether the company's liquidity will be sufficient until the maturity or what exactly the sponsor Ardian may want to do. Ardian has held the company for more than 10 years and about 200 million from the proceeds of the bond issuance were used for shareholder distribution. So in a way, it would make sense for Ardian to seek an exit from the investment, although it looks pretty difficult to sell Leuvenplay at the moment. Investors have different views about whether the sponsor Ardian would be prepared to make an equity injection to support the refi, or whether a partial sale of the business would be an option. And Ardian has not really made any comments about this yet. Okay, and just finally, you mentioned that there could be a liquidity need between now and the maturity of the bond in 2022. Where does the company stand on that front at the moment? To be fair, at the moment, it doesn't look bad. The company said it had about 60 million freely available cash in late May. It got about 40 million in state aid over the last few months. The company's RCF is fully drawn, but the company said on its last call that based on all arcades being open on July 1st and that the remaining 12 million in government aid is paid, the liquidity is likely sufficient. Most arcades are open by now um, and there's not really any indication that the company would not get the state aid. But of course, it is still a little while until the bond matures in November 2022 and the pandemic is not over yet. So we have to see if there are any changes. If Leuvenplate does require liquidity, that would definitely also influence the refinancing or potential restructuring of the bond, of course. As always, more exclusive reporting and analysis on all of the names mentioned in the podcast is available on our website, reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another Reorg Europe podcast. But until then, stay safe and thank you very much for listening. Thank you.